Our philosophy here on Two Teas in a Pod is to present English in its most natural form. What this means is that sometimes a few bad words might slip through the net. This episode contains some adult language. Welcome to the podcast. Welcome to the podcast. Two teas in a pod. Welcome to the podcast. Two teas in a pod. Welcome to the podcast. Two teas in a pod. Welcome to another episode of Two Teas in a Pod on a Friday night in lockdown Barcelona. How are you doing, Katie? I'm good, thanks. My flatmate just flashed a toilet. <laughs> <laughs> it's sorry, <laughs> sorry everyone, sorry. I'm, I'm sure you can't even hear it. <laughs> the joys um, of recording a podcast at home. Definitely. How are you, Tim? Not too bad. It's Friday. Happy, happy, happy. It is Friday. It may not be Friday when this comes out. At the time of recording, it's Friday. And after this, I have a very nice gin and tonic waiting for me. Ooh. We're currently like using uh, a conferencing call platform. Zoom, not a sponsor. And in the background, I can see one of your cats. Yeah, there she is. is she just, what's she doing? She's just looking out the window. Looking out the window. Which one's that? That's Vicky. Aww. Vicky and Lucy, the two she cats. You weren't you? Very cute. They must have been a nice thing to have. My they must be loving it that you're home all the time. I don't know if they're loving it. They're not used to having us annoying them all of the time. Are you annoying them? Yes. <laughs> well, they're very cute. So, you know, every time you walk past them, you've got to pet them or if they're trying to sleep, wake them up because they look really cute when they're sleeping. So, um, you curl up into a ball and you just put your face into the centre of yeah, the ball. Yeah, for their fluffy bellies. I know, yeah. yeah. Oh, it'd be so nice to have an animal right now. Yeah, it definitely helps petting a cat. Apparently, it, so I was saying, my wife was saying that it's good for your blood pressure, lowers your blood pe- pressure. Oh, petting a lot an of things about stress. Mm-hmm. Um, I read somewhere yesterday, by read, I mean, saw on Instagram, uh, that there's a dog kennel somewhere in America that has, em- has been completely emptied out uh, yeah, for the right. first time in its history because of the huge rates of adoption. Uh, Everybody's during- adopting a dog. Everyone's adopting a dog. They're all thinking, why not now? We're at home. We can train yeah. it. So that's nice, isn't it? Yeah, let's hope they keep them after the lockdown. Oh, yeah. Well, you see that dog. slogan, didn't there? A dog's not just for Christmas or something. Yeah, a dog is for life, not just for Christmas. A dog is for life, not just for quarantine. <laughs> anyway, anyway, we've got a fun little, quick little episode lined up for you today. Um, uh, uh, first of a mini series. Mini series. First of a mini series of uh, podcast games to play. So little games you can play at home, or they can be used by teachers in their online classes, um, just to keep you entertained. The first one. What's the first one called, Katie? Uh, the first, this one's called Call My Bluff, though I know it as Balderdash. Mm-hmm. But. Call my bluff. I mean, shall we just we'll name this call my bluff probably. Call my bluff. Okay. Call my bluff. So, so to bluff is to lie. Yeah. And call. What does call my bluff mean then? To t- tell someone that you think they're lying. Oh, so like to accuse someone. Yeah. So it's okay. from poker. Oh, is it? If you're playing poker, um, and you make a big bet 
when you don't have uh, anything or you don't have good cards, but you want the other person to think you have good cards, um, then that's called a bluff. And to call someone's bluff is to match their bet. So put in the same amount of money and say, no, I think my cards are better or I think you're talking shit. <laughs> okay, talking my shit. Bluff. Another way of saying lying. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> okay, so um, how, how, how is this played? Well, we have some crazy words. We've looked, we've scoured the internet for some difficult words. Um, so I'm going to read one of my words to Katie and I give her three possible definitions. She has to guess which one is the correct definition. So there's one real definition, two fake definitions. Um, if she gets it correct, then she gets two points. So you just make that up? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and if she gets it incorrect, then I get one point. Okay. Okay, because it's, like it's you've got a one in three chance. So, you know, let's okay. make this be nice to you. Um, so first we're going to play against each other, and then at the end we'll do some... Uh, some more rounds for you guys at home to play along. Okay, so first word. The first word is bilk. And how are you spelling that? B I L K. Bilk. I think I know this word. Really? No. What do you think it means? No, I don't know. Don't know. Bad milk. Bilk. <laughs> Bad milk. Okay, so these are your possible definitions. Um, number one, bilk is a verb. It means to cheat someone out of what they're owed, commonly used with money. Okay, so to bilk. Okay. Um, number two, a crude tool consisting of a wooden handle and a curved flat blade used for turning earth. So maybe something you'd use in the garden, a bilk. Um, number three, a verb meaning to suddenly lose courage and withdraw from a confrontation. Um, Which one are you leaning towards? I think not the last one, because I think that, I think that would be more in common use. <laughs> I don't know why. Mm -hmm. uh, so I think no, eliminate. So the other one is a garden tool. Garden tool used or, for turning earth. Or? Or a verb meaning to cheat someone out of something. I think, I feel like this might originate for some, from a Germanic language and I feel like it's familiar. Mm -hmm. I'm going to say the first one. The first one. Them. Yeah. So to bilk someone out of something. Bilk someone else. Yeah. Yeah. Ding, 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 ding. Correct. Well ah! done, Katie. Oh my God, I'm so happy I got that right. Two points. A verb to cheat someone out of what they're owed, commonly used with money. Bilk. Nobody's nice. ever said that in the word. It's not a very useful word. Um, but we had Did to I choose. I three some, points or two points? Two points. Two points. We had to choose some difficult words that we knew that each other didn't know well i don't know you don't know any of these i'm just no. guessing do you okay, do you so. want me to do one now yeah let's take it okay. 
Right, him. <clears throat> Coddy Moddy, or one word. Coddy Moddy, how are you spelling yeah. that? C-O-D-D-Y-M-O-D-D-Y. Coddy Moddy. Coddy Moddy. Okay, well, I think it might mean something about fish. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, <laughs> well, sweet. look at these definitions. Uh, number one, a baby gull when it first grows feathers. A gull is like a type of bird. It's a seabird. Seagull. So okay. A baby gull when it first grows feathers. Uh, number two is a fisherman's net. Or number three, a modern cottage. Modern cottage, fisherman's net, or a seagull without feathers. When it first grows feathers. When it first grows feathers. A baby gull. Did you invent some of these? No. You get them all from the internet? Yeah. <laughs> I think that it is a fisherman's net, the second uh, one. What's your, what's your logic? Mm, the other ones sound like they were invented to to fit the word. Thinking about like what the word sounds like or things that are within the word. Um, you see what I mean? Mm-hmm. They're like Coddy Moddy, modern cottage. Yeah, no, it's too. <laughs> Coddy. Yeah. If, if it is Coddy, three, yeah, yeah, it's true. <laughs> if it is number three, then that's pretty stupid. <laughs> <laughs> Um, I think number two. Okay, is that your final answer, Tim? Yes. Mah, mah. Is it a seagull? Yeah, it's a baby girl when it first grows feathers. Damn, well. Wow. Bit of a weird word though, coddy muddy. Coddy Interesting. So you got three points. Now. You'd want to just a baby girl when it's just grown feathers. Well, yeah. maybe I suppose they look quite different to their adults. Mm -hmm. Anyway, Cody Moddy. Cody Moddy, there we go. Okay. So you're running away with it. My go. Yeah, I got another point. <laughs> Three nil. Okay, so the next word is glabella. Glabella or glabella? Glabella. G L A B E double L A. Glabella. Okay. Okay. Does it ring any bells? Do you know Sounds this word? Sounds like a, a body part or something. The glabella. Well, let's Ooh, I've see. really hurt my glabella. <laughs> well, let's see. Um, first one, the, the glabella is actually the space between the eyebrows. It may be more pronounced in some people or absent in others. Okay. Space it is between the, the eyebrows. Is the hairless part of the forehead between the eyebrows. So there is a body part there. Um, number two, a glabella is simply the name of the small metal covering that appears on the toes of some shoes and boots. Okay, so maybe to protect your toes. Is it metal, metal, did you say? Metal glabella, yeah, a small metal covering that goes on the toes of some shoes and boots. Okay. Okay. Or number three, a glabella or glabla is the small hammer-like object found inside a bicycle bell. It is the part that actually strikes the bell when the lever is pulled. 
It comes from the Old English gla bell, which translates as bell gong. That's, that's got a lot of detail in it compared to the other two. Mm -hmm. That makes me very suspicious. The space between the eyebrows. Space between the eyebrows, metal covering on your why shoes. Would, but why would you have a name for a space and not for like a bone or like a piece of skin? No, I don't think that's right. Um, and then you said the toe, metal the metal toe of a shoe. Uh, I could ask my flatmate. She works uh, for a shoe designer. You can't cheat. Um, then the, the, the last one that makes me very suspicious because there's too much detail in there. They're talking about origins and etymology. No, no, no. Where's that come from? That seems a bit too... Mm. Mm. All right, I'm going to risk. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say three. The glove is a small hammer inside a bell. Small hammer inside a no. bell. Oh my god, that's so not right. I've gone too obvious. Okay, well it's too late now. <laughs> Have you chosen using it? Yeah, too late. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Well, Katie, wah, wah, wah. go with your initial gut. The glabella is the space between your eyebrows. What does I mean? Is it the the actual like lack yeah. of anything, or is it the skin, or is it the bone, or what? No, it's the space, the piece of skin between your eyebrows. Um, yeah. Some people don't have it. Some people have a monobrow, have only one eyebrow. Okay. The hairless part. That like kind of crinkles yeah. up. Like, I can't actually make my. Uh, I'm not, I'm not oh, old right, enough to do this yet. Right at the that, top of your nose. Kind of, this kind of crinkly bit there. It's not very visual. It's, it's a, not a visual medium, Katie. <laughs> it's not a visual medium. <laughs> Oh, the podcast, you mean? Podcast, yeah. <laughs> I thought you meant the Glabella's not very visual. No. <laughs> You're right. Oh, okay, that was three, easy. one. I get oh, a point dang. for that. Oh, well. You, do, you getting, get a point Getting for one that. right gets you lots of points. I've got to get one right now. I think, I think we could maybe change it to be two. No, it's fine. Stick to, stick to the gun. Okay. Foozle. 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 F double O Z. L E. Foozle. Foozle. Okay. Any initial thoughts? Foozle. Mm, yep. It sounds like some, something technical, like a piece of a machine or something. Right. Maybe. Okay. Like, oh, I've broken the foozle. The foozle's gone. <laughs> <laughs> Got to change the foozle. <laughs> Maybe. I'll blow my foozle. Blow my foozle. Right. The first definition is small pieces of lint stuck on a sweater. So lint is like what is lint is like the those particles of you know sweater that you know jumper it comes off gets stuck. Like little you know, bits of bobbly bits. Little little, little bobbly bubble, bits little of your clothes. So pieces small pieces of lint stuck on a sweater. <laughs> okay. Excuse me. It's got the hiccups. Ooh. An ancient animal bone, okay. or to be clumsy. To be clumsy, foozle. So it's an adjective in the third one. 
Mm, well, small pieces of lint on stuck on a sweater would be a noun. Yeah. Animal bone is a noun, and to be clumsy would be an adjective. He's a bit foozle, <laughs> and he's clumsy. No, I'm going to go with lint. That's Are you sure? Fun. Yeah. Why? But What's why? Just more for the other two. I like the other two. But why would that? Why would the lint on a sweater be called something different than lint? Good question. Right. The foozle for an animal bone. That the the number two is too vague. <laughs> an ancient animal bone. That's too an short. Ancient so bone. If it is that one, then that's just silly. <laughs> um. A foozle, meaning an adjective that someone's clumsy. I think that's like trying to make it sound like fool, F O O L. Yeah, but that's a of, noun. Fool's a noun. Yeah, but taking those first three letters and making them into something else. I'm sticking with my, my first answer, Vince. No? You sure? Yes. Uh, it's not right, Tim. It's not right. You're going to help me. <laughs> <laughs> Which it's one is a, it? To be clumsy. Oh, really? Yeah. Boozle. Yeah, I was trying to help you. I don't want to be so far ahead. There's no fun. Okay. Now it's 4 1. That's no fun. 4 Come on 1. Now. Okay. So, my last one a pintle. Uh, say it again. Pintle. Pintle. P I N T L E. Pintle. Okay. It's a tool. Okay. You think it's a tool? Yeah. Okay. Um, is it A, a pintle was the term used by the Egyptians to describe the capstone of a pyramid? B, a pintle was a small boat used by the ancient Incas which was collapsible, enabling them to carry it across the ground when the river tributaries became impassable. Or C, a pintle is the pin which holds a hinge together. It's the bar around which the hinge turns. It can also be any pin around which another part pivots. <gasps> I think it might be that one. The third something, one. Something inside me just going ding-a-ling-a-ling-a-ling-a-ling. I think it might be the last one. The last one. The stone that goes, did you say the stone that goes on top of a pyramid? Yep. There's the final stone. Yeah, the cap. Oh, the Do you know what I've been playing at the moment? I've been playing Assassin's Creed Origins, where you um, stroll around Europe, swagger around Europe, and you can climb up the pyramids of Giza and stuff. Did you see the pintle at the top? Well, the, pin, the pintle at the top of one of them is bright gold. Wow. Like, Gold. I didn't know that. Nice. Anyway, um, I think it might be the last one. Why? I can't remember the last one I was anymore. The hinge, the, the pin hinge. that goes I mean, in. I mean, like pivoting, and it seems like a good word, pinto, like it's, you know, it's, a, it's, like a, it's the shape of a pin, I suppose, and uh, it pivots. Mm. Mm. But it could also be a reason why they're. You know, pin, pencil. Are you trying to give me a hint or are you trying to put me off? 
<laughs> Who knows? <laughs> okay. And uh, the second one, what was that again? A boat that the Incas used, a collapsible boat. But I'm not sure. Would we have any words existing from the Inca times? I don't know. Don't know. How much language as have we absorbed? Who knows? What do you reckon? Oh bugger! Is it the top of a? Is it the top of a pyramid? Okay, That's we're going to. Because pinto sounds a bit like mantle. Mantle is the top of something. Okay, let's do it. Pinto pyramid. Pyramid. Have a pyramid. Wah, wah, wah. I did. I talked you out of it. It was the third one. <laughs> <laughs> I've got a very bad word beginning with a C. <laughs> 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 my tongue. Well, it was the right. third one, the one about the hymns. Sorry, mate. Uh, you will be. Okay. So what's the, the score now? One. The last one. I, um, you've now got... Two. I had one. Uh, you've got two and I've got four. Yeah. No, you've got okay. five, right? No. Anyway, four. four, two. Timothy. Okay. A bibliophobia. A, bibli a bibliophobia. How do you spell that? A B I B L I O phobia. P H O B I A. A bibliophobia. Yeah. Any uh, initial thoughts? I've heard this word before, but it's going to be one of those ones where you're going to give me three different. Someone who's scared of X, someone who's scared of Y, someone who's scared of that. Yeah. And I'm not going to be able to remember which one's which. <laughs> a bibliophobia. Yep. What one one be... of the fake answers is going to be someone who's scared of libraries. <laughs> <laughs> it's one of the answers, yeah. Yeah, and it's not that one, I don't think. <laughs> okay, so number one is the fear of libraries. Any okay. guesses on the other two? No idea. Okay, number two is the fear of running out of things to read. And number three is the fear of books. Fuck. Um, one's the fear of libraries. Number two is the fear of running out of things to read. And number three is the fear of books. Um, well, it might be libraries now because the books one seems to be the obvious one. Don't know. In not considering the, the second one. The fear I don't of running out of reading material. That's not fear. The fear of running out of things to read. No, people don't do that. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe not now. Um, I don't know, Katie. Uh, there's certainly, I, okay, choose one. Let's do this and then, then I'll talk this way. What was um, Okay. Are you convinced me? I'm going to go with the, the second one. Running out of things to read. Ding, 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 ding. Really? Is that the correct one? Yeah, it's yeah. right. Um, that's one that I found on um, a website and then I made up the other two. 
Oh, really? Yeah. Libraries and books. Fear of libraries and fear of books as me. So when you said, oh, one of the fake answers is going to be fear of libraries. I'm, like, <laughs> I'm so transparent. <laughs> um, nice, it's 4-4. Four, four. What? 4-4. Four, four. Yeah, it's 4-4. Four, four. We've it's not, we need to have a decider. We need to have a uh, tie break. You just call it a draw. Let's call it a draw and we'll think of someone's uh, now we're going to do a few more for you guys to play along at home. In a pod. So we're going to do the play along at home round with some slang. Katie, what is slang? Slang is uh, like colloquial language that's normally developed on the streets. Yeah. And it's not it's used cool. in any official written context normally. So we're going to do a mixture. We're going to do one bit of Australian slang and then two bits of British slang. Street Mixing language. it up. Mixing it up a bit. So, Katie, what's the first one? Okay, the first one is the word quid. The first one is quid. Now, quid, we have three Q possible definitions. Q-U-I-D. Pause the, pause the audio quickly. Have a think to yourself. What could it mean? Now, these are your possibilities. Is it one pound, one English pound? Or, number two, is it a verb meaning to stop doing something? For example, to quit smoking. Or, number three, is it an adjective meaning to be naughty or mischievous? So, someone who doesn't obey the rules or plays jokes and plays tricks on people. Mm -hmm. Adjective. Yeah. So have a quick like, think. That that Tommy, he hit me and break time. He's such a quid. He's yeah. quidding. So have a quick chat to your partner. Have a think to yourself. What do you think it is? A pound? A verb meaning to stop doing something? Or an adjective meaning to be naughty or mischievous? So, Katie, can you reveal the answer, please? The correct answer is, drum roll, uh, English pounds. Yay, very good. Very common. English pounds. So you'd often go and say, uh, "Have you got a quid?" Uh, yeah. Like I'm sure I'm sure of money. Have you got a quid I can borrow? Or can yeah. I, you know, or can I borrow a couple of quid? Whatever. Just How much does it cost? Ten quid. Five quid. Ten quid. Five pounds. One, one, very good. But you would never say one quid fifty, would you? Be like one pound fifty. You're always referring to like the whole number. Yeah. I have no Love idea of the etymology of that. I don't know where that comes from. Me neither. But move on. So the next one is... The dog's bollocks. This one's an expression. The okay. dog's bollocks. Katie, what are bollocks? Bollocks are another word, a slang word for testicles. Yes. So... <laughs> When we call something the dog's bollocks, we're referring to the dog's testicles. I don't know why. And what oh, are our three possible definitions, Katie? Hey, the first one is something that's really bad. Mm -hmm. The second one, something that's really good. Mm -hmm. Or the third one, Something that's really smelly. So okay. have a quick think to have yourself. Have a quick think. Confer with your partner. What do you think? The dog's bollocks. Really bad, really good, or really smelly? 
And the answer is... What is the answer, Ken? The answer is, the dog's bollocks means really good. Strange, <laughs> right? Don't know why. Don't know say, why. for example, the pizza I had last night was dog's bollocks. It was Indeed. really good. Really tasty. So there you go. <laughs> that one's quite rude, so don't it is, isn't it? use it. Don't use that around the queen. Exactly. Be okay. careful with that one. So, okay, the last one is last one. Australian slang. Mm -hmm. And it is, is the dunny. The D dunny. D-U-N-N-Y. So, is it, number one, something you shout when you've completed a job? So when you finish, you say, dunny. Is it, number two, a condom? Okay. Could be. Could be. Condom, contraceptive. Is it number three, the toilet? So have a quick think, confer with your partner. Is it something you shout when you've completed a job? Is it a condom or is it the toilet? And the right answer is a toilet. The toilet. Oh, I'm just going to the Danny, Mike. Uh, oh, I'm not going to do an accent. Always, always <laughs> offend everyone. I can't do an Australian <laughs> accent. But there you go. That's only good to me. But so yeah, how many Danny's did one you of get? the many words used for a toilet. Mm-hmm. Danny, Lou. The, the John. The John. The Lou. Mm. The Bog. Oh, yeah. I've run out of, I've run out of words for toilet. Lots of words for the toilet. Crapper. The yeah. crapper, the shitter. Run out! I can't think of anyone. Anyway. Anyway, hope you've enjoyed the game. Come up with your own. Think of your own things. Play them with your friends. You can do it with your English vocabulary. You can do it with completely crazy words. But it's a fun, a fun game to play at home. Definitely. Exactly. There's a fun, good website I found um, called vocabulary.com. There they have a th list of the 300 most difficult uh, words which you could use to play this game with your friends or play it in class. So look it up, vocabulary.com. Well, that's all we've got time for today, Katie. It is indeed. It's been such a joy. Yeah. And then we're going to come up with more of these. So if you have any games that you would like us to play uh, during this little mini-series, then please get in touch. We've got some nice ideas coming at you very, very soon. Definitely. Well, see you later, Katie. Goodbye. Welcome to the podcast. Two teas in a pod. Welcome to the podcast, two teas in a pod. Thank you for listening to this episode of Two Teas in a Pod. I'd like to thank our wonderful producer, Ben Ward, our graphics man, Mark Wilding, the lovely singers on our intro, Lisa Marie Court, Bernice Ray, Vicky Milena, and myself. I'm not thanking myself. You know what I mean. And, of course, my wonderful co-host, Tim Worry. See you next time. Bye! <laughs>